None of this happens without volunteers. And there's a reason why the CBFA is known as the best minor football league in the country. Hello, football fans. This is the CBFA podcast with your regular Shouldice Park field announcers, Grant Pollock and Cole Fortner. I'm James Parks. Let's get to it. Uh, Daniel, why don't you go ahead and give us uh, that rundown? Tell us about semifinal Saturday, provincial semifinal. Oh my goodness, where do I begin? Okay, so 11 nothing Cowboys against the St. Albert 49ers. Uh, honest to goodness, it was a you know, it was a great football game back and forth, seesaw in action. Uh, at the edge of the sea kind of environment is is what I felt like from the booth. Um, especially because, you know, uh, you know, I was I was hearing things through the rumor mill say, you know, older, like evenly matched, uh, especially from the guys from the timekeepers booth and all that stuff. So I was like, I was like, oh, this is gonna be a good match. And sure as heck it was, because you know, the plays that they were running on the field, uh, you know, doing the run plays, especially with um Number 17, forgive me if I forget his name. Um, but yeah, they kept running the ball with him. And I kept telling people like, you know, hey, you keep, they keep giving him the ball and no one's stopping him. He's just trucking through the line of traffic and through the line of scrimmage. He's getting those yards, getting those first downs. And uh, what's not broken, don't fix it, right? And that's what got and, and the scoreboard speaks very loudly in itself because of that. And, uh, you know, and what I was really intimidated by was the St. Albert's quarterback. Uh, that kid's got an arm. Holy smokes. That kid could throw dots down the field. Uh, but most of the, most of the throws, you know, they were, they came as incomplete. And I think if it wasn't for that, you know, I feel like the Cowboys would have been either going into another overtime. (laughs) Uh, but other than that, it was good. It was really, really good. And, um, I can, I wish I could just hit the replay button and watch it all over again. Cause yeah, should have had my PVR set to record. <laughs> so it was good. Right. Yeah. That was uh that was a very entertaining game. Um, uh, the uh, 49ers, I want to call them the Rams cause it's usually the Rams that come down from, um, from Sherwood park. But uh, yeah, the St. Albert uh, 49ers there um, they scored so late we we almost for, forgot about it. it was 11-6 final 11-6 that's correct yeah 11-6 and, and it looked like yeah. they might even uh they were threatening to uh to score again near the end but that uh that cowboys defense uh mm-hmm. i talked about them before they're uh they're you know they 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 bent but they didn't break and um they're they're in for a, a stiff test this weekend but um, yeah, so the, in the other game we had uh, uh, the Stampeders travel down to Raymond to meet the Comets. And yes, the uh, the Raymond Comets ended up prevailing in that game, thirty-two to ten. So Holy uh, Raymond will be hosting the uh, provincial final this Saturday, November twentieth, uh, against our Calgary Cowboys, and uh, we'll see how they match up against. Uh, 
against those kids down there. Yeah, uh, I I don't know much about the Comets uh, from what I've heard from their scoreboard uh, on this weekend's game. That's crazy. That's going to be a definite test towards the Calgary Cowboys for sure. But mind you, this is the Calgary Cowboys that came back from a 24-0 game in the fourth quarter in five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember standing on that field and that energy and I, I, I kept, I'll tell people this. I'll even tell my kids this one day. I'll be like, I commentated for, you know, I was there for a CBFA game. Thank goodness I didn't go home. And I got to witness something straight out of a Disney movie. They, they should literally make a Disney movie out of that game that day. Cause Holy smokes. Um, it was a magical, magical moment. And that's the day I fell in love right then and there uh, officially big time, especially for, for the game of football. Um, yeah, it's just oh, in the famous words of Brad Pitt, how can you not have a romantic uh, connection to the game of, well, he says baseball, but for me, I'm saying football, right? Um, and, uh, uh, <laughs> and hey, Moneyball's a good movie. But at the end of the day, you know, that this is a team now going towards the comments that, like I said earlier, they're coming from a 24 nothing win. They win the Division One final. They go and face the 49ers, win 11-6, to and... Uh, even when I was before I started the, the before the game started, the guy that was you know doing the timekeeping uh, right next to me, he told me he said, "Oh I, no, it was you. It was you that was telling me you're like this is a different Cowboys. These guys are not going to come in and play later in the game. They're coming in and they're going to come in, you know, pretty good playing playing early in the game. And that's what they did. They did not come to mess around that day." And I know for a fact on that bus ride there, as they're carrying that trophy towards Raymond, they're going to be like, that trophy's coming back home with us. <laughs> That's more motivation if I was a football player to see that riding along the bus with me. That's what I would be thinking in my head. I'd be like, that thing's coming back home with us. It's not staying in Raymond. It's coming back home with us. And uh, I, yeah, so wish I could watch that game in person, honestly. Um, but uh, how far is Raymond? Is Raymond pretty far or is it close? Uh, you know, I, I meant to look this up earlier. Uh, I'll check out my Google Maps here. Raymond, Alberta. 254 kilometers. Oh, wow. Well, that's not bad. They might be playing in the snow, though, this weekend. Two and a half because hours. I know. They might be playing in the snow this weekend because uh, I know in northern Alberta it, start, it started snowing. They got about 10 to 15 centimeters, and we're supposed to be getting that. I know in Red Deer and some parts here in the city it started to snow, but it wasn't you know thick enough to stick like it did for the division finals about two weeks ago, which honestly, that was the craziest weather I've ever seen. It was nice and snowy. You know, after <laughs> after good some good brekkie, and then all of a sudden, right by the Division One clear football field, couldn't believe nice. it. It was amazing. <laughs> well, they they'll probably have uh, a clear football field. There might be snow around the edges, but um, mm. yeah, I think most of the snow is going to be falling on or around Edmonton, and it's it's going to hopefully uh, really mess up that Mexico team for for uh, Alfonso Davies and the boys to take care of tomorrow night. Mm -hmm. But that's another kind of football. So uh, joining us today as uh, only the second guest that we've ever had on our podcast, uh, 
uh, Vice President of the CBFA, Dan Peterson. Thanks for joining us, Dan. Well, thanks for having me. Absolutely, thanks for having me. So, uh, we've uh, we've talked about you on the podcast quite a bit. Um, uh oh, all good things except for you know uh, the bad stuff. But if you want to know specifics, you can go back and listen. Um, no, Daniel uh, was actually singing your praises earlier uh, for for having. Uh, brought in all the the students for for doing the the announcing and 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 that sort of thing. Well, you know, it's it, the CBFA is is a developmental league um, right across the board. We are the place where players come to learn how to love football, and we are the place where you know young coaches come to learn how to coach football. Um, we've got a lot of volunteers, a lot of directors, and uh, why not help out some of the broadcasting students trying to come up and give them some live mic time? And, and uh, I mean, why not? Let's develop everybody. That's the best way to move forward. Absolutely. From from the perspective of the CBFA, how has how has this season been? I know it was a a rebound season from from what was a, uh, an up-in-the-air COVID year last year with the, the nine versus nine, but uh, this year back to more of a, a usual type of setup. Um, how did it go? Uh, I think it actually went really, really well. Um, and I think probably the biggest reason for that was what we were able to accomplish last season with all the COVID restrictions and the nine on nine and uh, developing such a comprehensive safety program. Uh, it just, it really helped. So when we finally decided, you know, okay, yeah, we're, we're going to have clearance from Alberta health services to carry, you know, full football. Uh, it was just a really simple matter of just making a couple of small adjustments and, and everybody's still buying into what we need needed to do to keep people safe um whether it be players on the field coaches or uh, parents in the stands um and yeah it just it it was a really really fantastic season um i think uh the success of our our covid protocols can probably be um um boiled down to to responsibility of of one person um melissa roth um talk about uh what melissa means to the cbfa what she's been able to contribute oh she's been absolutely incredible um to have a certified athletic therapist who runs all of our therapists for the league and books them all in is uh is really, really important, I think, to have somebody that understands everything that what is needed to be done and to have somebody that is so smart and so well-versed in finding new processes or finding ways to make things better. Um, yeah, she's completely invaluable. Um, just watching her work on the sidelines absolutely incredible she's incredible with all of our athletes um she travels with the selects team when the selects team is a go obviously and uh she's made some 
tremendous diagnosis on the field, which actually um, helped, you know, save some, save some uh, recovery time or, or uh, a missed, you know, like she, she caught something that normally would have been overlooked or missed. So again, just incredible, incredible knowledge. And uh, when she kind of took the reins on developing a process for COVID, um, her basic mindset, uh, she told me afterwards, was we're going to basically reach for the stars and tell everybody this is what we need to do. And we're going to overshoot and overestimate what we need in hopes that when everybody buys in, we don't have to play catch up. And as it turned out, her 23-page document that she created back in 2020, AHS asked us to change two tiny little things. Like that's that's an incredible accomplishment. Amazing, yeah, that is uh, is quite the accomplishment. Um, we uh, we were able to run games um, both this year and last, and I don't think we had any. We we had a couple of players uh, test positive, but those were like um, outside of their football cohort transmission. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Yeah, we've uh, the few that we did have both last year and this year, um, where a player contracted COVID from a family member or somebody at school, and we immediately put our protocols into place. And through both seasons, there's been zero transmission in our teams from one teammate to another. Yeah, that's an incredible which is accomplishment. Absolutely incredible. Yeah. So, and a lot of who goes to uh, the players and the parents and the coaches and the volunteers that, that made it happen. Right. You know, it's, it, you know, Melissa did all the, the hard legwork of getting everything figured out and then everybody else stepped up and made it happen. So uh, this did not happen without thousands of volunteers. No, absolutely. It needed everyone's buy-in and, and that's exactly what we got, which, which yeah. is why this was, this has been such a, a success over the last two years. Exactly. So, uh, looking forward, um, we've got uh, um, a raft of, of all stars that we're going to be able to salute here um, coming up next week. And uh, yes, that yes, should be, that's always a, a fun evening to, to wrap up the year, give out all the hardware, dress up nice, yeah. clean up, take some photos. Absolutely. Yeah, it's going to be a fun one. Uh, we have, I believe with, there's an inaugural award coming out this year um, uh, to do with leadership and dedication behind the scenes kind of a thing and, and something that, uh, you know, we can recognize some of our players who are not necessarily all-stars or even starters, but uh, people that impact the team. So there's uh, two players being awarded that this year in its first year. And then we have, I believe, 43 or 44 all-stars that were named this year. So it's going to be, it's going to be quite the event. It's going to be really fun. All right, Daniel, uh, have you got anything else you would like to add before, uh, 
before we call it a night? Well, honestly, I would like to say um, just a big, huge thank you uh, to giving me the opportunity, um, you know, doing what I was able to do within the CBFA two years ago. If somebody would have approached me and say, you're going to be commentating for football. You're going to be in the program that you're going to be in. That'll grant you that opportunity. I would have looked at that person like they had 10 heads. Um, <laughs> and uh, it's memories that I will always take with me no matter where I go. And I told my girlfriend, I said, look, I said, I know we live in Red Deer and everything. And I know when I finish school and depending on where I end up in my career in the industry, if I work in Red Deer, if I work in the city of Calgary or somewhere else abroad. But what I can do is I will work my hardest to come back, especially for next season in some sort of capacity. I don't care if I'm Adam Sandler as the water boy and making sure everyone's hydrated before they go out to the field. <laughs> so, <laughs> good old Bobby Boucher. But uh, no, at the end of the day, um, I'm just forever grateful. You know, I, I, you know, doing every game that I've done since August 28th, you know, I was always calling my dad back home, telling my girlfriend, telling everyone I knew, I said, Hey, you know, I'm going to be on this podcast, come listen to the CBFA podcast. And I would tell them about the games to give them the rundowns and best believe I called everyone I knew, including my grandmother up in Newfoundland. I didn't even care what the time was. I said, grandma, I said, you should have been there at that football game. It was amazing. But uh, <laughs> so at the end of the day, it's been uh, it's been one heck of a ride. And I, I honestly I'm, I'm going to miss it throughout the remainder of these months. And then once CBFA comes back, I definitely want to be here again. some short in some sort of capacity, some sort of format. So whichever that however that may look or however that may be, um, I'm, I'm all for it. And I'm glad to be a part of the CBFA family for sure. Right on. Well, we're glad to have you. And. As I, I told you before, uh, you know, if you come down to Shouldice Park on Saturday, we'll put you to work. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, we're always in need of more volunteers and more directors because, uh, as we mentioned just even just a mm -hmm. few minutes ago, none of this happens without volunteers. Yeah. And, um, and, and the really cool thing is, is that it's so fun and so enjoyable. And when you see what we're able to give, to these bantam age kids um there's a reason why the cbfa is known as the best minor football league in the mm -hmm. country and i and i can agree with that and everything i've seen from behind the scenes to you know what we've done for players refs coaching staff and and beyond it's just been phenomenal um and you know Honestly, when I was, I remember coming to my first day and I was so nervous. I was like, oh my goodness. I said, they're not good. They're going to cut me right from day one and say, you don't know nothing about football. What are you, what are you doing here? Do you know what a pigskin is? No. <laughs> uh, but when I came in, I just remember Dan in the box and I'll, and I'll never forget this. He goes, now this is the, this is what you do. This is how you hook things up and everything else. Just remember you're here to have fun. And I'm going to be honest with you, Dan, I've used that same thing after you've told me that advice for calming my nerves down and, you know, getting me, you know, uh, nice and relaxed. Um, when I started commentating for hockey over for say Trojans here just recently, I have dealt with two first years from our program who've never done hockey commentating before. And they looked at me and they said, what do we do? And I said, all you got to do is just remember two things. A, don't swear. And just be, just have, go out there and have fun. 
That's it. Just be you. Have fun. That's it. Right. And uh, yep. honestly, like, you know, and, and getting, you know, the compliments saying, you know, I, you know, I help bring energy and stuff like that. And honestly, I don't. It's all about the fans and attendance and, and the kids. Those are the people that bring the energy towards these games. I can say, you know, the, the, the 50, the 40, the 30, whatever, and whatever Bruce Buffer bargain bin version I can. But at the end of the day, when I hear guys like Grant Pollock and, you know, and, and, um, oh my goodness, I forget, for, forgive me if I forget his name here, Luke, or not Luke, it's, um, oh my goodness, he, he, I was just Cole, Cole, Cole Frontner, Cole Frontner, you know, hearing those guys' voices and watching them in their element, I'm like, man, like I, I'm in my, in my head mentally, I'm taking notes, you know, and everything else. And, just the way they say things, you know, in, in, in football terms and everything, it's it's phenomenal. Especially watching Grant work, it was like watching, you know, like a legend. And in and he is a legend in his yep. own right, right? Like, you know, like Dan mentioned earlier. So it's like watching Michelangelo paint. That's exactly that that's the best analogy. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And e- e- even if Michelangelo's only, you know, painting a barn. <laughs> well, I remember Dan telling me he said, When you get the chance, go and watch him commentate, because you will not regret that decision. And I remember walking into the booth and I shook his hand and I said, It's an honor to meet you. And then because walking to Hellard, hearing his voice, I was like, Am I in an NFL game? Because that's literally what it sounds like. And going into the booth and having him watch him write on his little notepad, controlling the music and doing what he's doing. And Dan told me, he said, sometimes he doesn't even have to look at the field and he knows what happens. And I've seen it. I was like, how do you do that? (laughs) Teach me your ways. Uh, And it's just phenomenal. And, uh, you know, you have to realize just how many games Grant has watched oh, over the yeah. years. He has. I grew up. He has watched thousands upon thousands of football and hockey games and all kinds of other sports. Um, yeah, he's a legend for. A he reason. is. He's. He's. He's interested. Uh, he loves what he does. And, um, and he, and he wants to share that with the world, Mm -hmm. you know, um, we all love him for Mm -hmm. it. Yeah, that's, yeah. (laughs) The really cool thing too about Grant is, you know, he knew right away that we had some students Mm -hmm. coming in and his very first thing is, yeah, I'm going to be there to help. But if the, if the young guys need some mic time, I'll step aside and let, and let them have the mic time. Like he's, he's always willing to allow people to, to shine in their yeah. own light. And that's a huge, huge quality that we don't see it a lot in people mm-hmm. anymore. And Grant Pollock is definitely one of those guys. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's, and it's, and if it wasn't for Grant, you know, myself and, and Michael and, you know, the, uh, you know, we wouldn't have been able to get those mic times and it's all thanks to him. And it's thanks to you, Dan, and the rest of the crew at CBFA. Uh, within the CBFA correction. And um, yeah, it's just, it's phenomenal. And I, I look at that and I say, you know, with what Grant did, what you guys have done continuously, I said, I got to pass that on. Right. You know, and when I if, and I aspire to get to that level um, in life. And when I do, I don't want to, you know, bring people down. I want to bring them up. And um, <clears throat> it's just a matter of, you know, just getting there. That's why, like, you know, Robin, who is a guy that is in control of the Trojans there, he looked at me even before I met the first years. And he goes, what's your plan? Because, you know, you've got commentating experience with football and with uh, hockey. 
And I said, well, I said, I don't care if I just stand there and, you know, have these two commentate and if they have questions, I can help them out. But at the end of the day, I'd rather give them the time. And uh, I told him, I said, listen, I said, I commentated a few games, but is there any other positions? And now <laughs> Robin said, how about do you want to be the coach's corner? <laughs> You'll be the host for the Trojans games. And I'm like, I'm down. <laughs> so give those guys the opportunities, right? And uh, like I said, that's uh, that's what I want to do. And I and I learned that from Grant and I learned that from Dan and, and everything else. And, you know, and I, and I was telling, you know, a lot of my, cohorts my my fellow classmates and in, in the program i said you know i'm telling you guys this right now and i've even told the first years this i told them all about the cbfa i said if that email comes across or heck if you guys get it in the first semester or in the first year or not first year but it'll be next year now for them when they become second years i said they need all the hands they can get and they'll take as many hands as they want right because trust me when i say this they'll look at that and say wow like this is an amazing number and everything else. And, you know, and yeah, it's just what you guys are doing, especially for our program is phenomenal. And uh, just tell them to show up at Shoalice Park on the third, third or third Saturday of, of August, mm, the third Saturday of prepared August, to prepare to work. Yeah. And, you know, and, and they were like, Oh, but we don't know nothing about football. I said, I didn't either. I said, when I went there, I said, I've only watched football, but that's American football. I never watched a CFL game, right? But I learned. And and hearing Dan, you know, telling me that I've grown since that first day from calling quarters, periods, to where I, you know, ended up now, in a sense, it's, um, I told him, I said, you guys could do that too. And, uh, you know, and I said, there's nothing better of a feeling than getting a crowd jazzed up about a game, getting those kids pumped on the field. But most importantly, just being yourself on that microphone. It's just, it's, there's nothing better that can sum it up in words in, in a sense. Absolutely. And with that, I think we can wrap up another episode. Uh, so thanks very much for joining us tonight, Dan. It was great to have you. Uh, and Daniel, thanks once again for, uh, for subbing in as uh, our, uh, our replacement grant. No worries. So um, and it, we appreciate you both. And um, yeah, uh, well, thanks for listening. We'll catch you again soon. Thanks for having us, guys. Thank you for having me. We'll see you guys next season.